The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Well, hi, everybody. This is Suzanne Giesman. And, you know, it's kind of hard to talk when you're laughing. I thought I was all set for this show. I thought I was all calm and peaceful. And my husband, Ty, just walked through the room looking a little more than windblown. He'd been outside with a dog and his hair sticking straight up. Uh, Oh, gosh. Our partners are always good for a laugh, aren't they? Well, thank you, Ty. So I'm coming to you live today from San Jose, California. We are on tour this summer and just arrived in San Jose because I'm teaching my level two mediumship class serving spirit here this weekend and I can't wait. Did you hear the lyrics of those song, that song just now? Listen, they're all around you. Who is this they? This they is our loved ones who have crossed the veil. That they is our guides who are always with us because as they have told us, there is only here. There's no there that we go to. We are pure consciousness expressing itself as you and me and all that is. And therefore, in consciousness, there's only here, right here, right now. That takes a shift in focus from focusing on the human world, which certainly has here and there and time. But when things get a little rough, we just shift our focus to pure being and just be present. And that changes everything. Today's first Thursday of the month. I'm going to be taking calls. So I want to give you all a chance to call in. We have a couple people waiting already. But if you call in with questions that everybody can benefit from, one lucky caller is going to get a chance to win one of my online courses as a gift for calling in. We'll do a drawing at the end of today. I have my little strips of paper here for writing your names on. But before we get going, I just thought I'd share with you some insights that I learned from my guides that really helped me to find peace whenever I notice I'm off balance. And this morning, Ty and I decided to go out for breakfast. He's He is St. Ty. He makes breakfast every day while I'm meditating and posting the messages from Sanaya. And this morning, I said, why don't we give St. Ty a break? Let's go out for breakfast. So we went to an unnamed, well-known chain restaurant for breakfast. And boy, was it disappointing. Both of us ordered something and neither one of us got what we wanted. And normally, 
I just go with the flow, roll with whatever happens. But, oh, I got so angry. I think a sailor word even slipped out of my mouth. And I looked at Ty and I said, where is this coming from? And I took a second to check in and I said, you know what it is? I'm I'm demanding. I'm instead instead of just preferring. Now, what that means is this is teaching straight out of my Let Your Spirit Soar class from teaching from my guides. When we demand that life go a certain way and it doesn't, we get knocked off balance. And that's what happened this morning. By gosh, I wanted my breakfast served this way and it didn't. So I felt that anger rise up. And the way you find peace is you downgrade your demands to preferences and you put it this way. Well, I would have preferred that my order come out the way I wanted, but it didn't for some reason. I choose to remain peaceful. So that's recognizing when you're off balance and downgrading our individual human demands to a preference. It's funny because I combined that insight from my guides with one other in the Let Your Spirit Soar course, and that is taking the neutral observer's stance whenever things aren't going your way and saying this one phrase that those of you who follow my work and the guidance of my guide, Sanaya, will know quite well. When something goes wrong, what do you say? You say, isn't that interesting? So in my silly little case this morning, I would have looked at my breakfast plate and it was not what I ordered. And I would have said, hmm, I would prefer that have been right, but isn't that interesting? See how neutral that is? And then you can laugh about it because it applies to anything. But speaking of laughing, I will tell you before we take our first caller that I taught those two wonderful quick tools for finding instant peace in my Let Your Spirit Soar class live one time. And this couple came in the next day to the class and they said, you know, we tried out the teachings from yesterday and and we'd like to share it with the class, how it went. And I said, sure, go ahead and share. And the wife said, well, my husband came up to me last night and he said, darling, I would prefer that we are intimate every night. And I looked at him and I said, isn't that interesting? <laughs> so see. This spiritual stuff applies to all kinds of things in our life. That's my laugh for the day, other than Ty's hair, which has now been combed down nicely. So why don't we take our first caller? I want to remind anybody to call in today and and uh, take a chance at getting one of those online courses that I was just discussing one of. The number is 816-251-3555. Let's bring Kristen online on the air and we are talking about the greater reality today hi Kristen let me put your name on a piece of paper before I forget for the drawing how are you today great thanks how are you well I'm just trying to settle down here after laughing so <laughs> I'm doing yeah, wonderful okay. yes. what brings Thank you to you. the show today well my question is about children who are being medicated for ADHD and bipolar um, you know, I know these medications can help re regulate aggression and hyperactivity and improve focus, but I'm wondering if there's a higher way to address these behaviors. You know, I'm assuming these challenges are opportunities for learning for the children and family and teachers, but is there a better way to respond that serves the higher good of all? Okay. 
Now, when you ask me that question, Suzanne sitting here says, oh, my God, I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. But the, the teaching, when that happens to any of us, I don't know the answer is we go to a higher place for an answer. And that's why I called in my team, Sanaya, before the show to see what kind of answers we can get. And I know that they're with me because my lip was twitching before the show started. So what I've got to do here in answer to that question, Kristen, is just take a second and shift and ask the team. So shift. So what I'm sensing right away is that there has, let me get it straight here. The number one, the first thing that came up when you were talking is they were shouting at me labels, labels to be very cautious these days because everybody wants to automatically put a label on children at a very young age. And then that becomes part of their belief system. I am this, I have that. And it becomes like a sign that hangs around their neck and they identify with that instead of focusing on the innate perfection that is what is within us and looking for different modalities is what I'm hearing. So is there a higher way? I see an absolute thumbs up with that, but I'm not supposed to advocate that people immediately stop any medication that someone's on. I'm seeing images of the scales of justice. So to me, that means a balanced, and now I hear holistic approach is advisable. So the recommendation is to not immediately give in to medication for that is the human only response, but to try more holistic therapy first. And I'm hearing that medication would be a second resort, but again, no medical advice being given here just to consider alternate and all options before immediately following the, the advice of one who is trained only to respond with medication. Okay? Okay, thank you. I hope that's helpful to you. Yeah, uh, I love, I love that you saw that, that any situation that's challenging, you use the word opportunity, and that's just perfect. An opportunity... I, I know what I would say, but I don't want to do all the talking today. Why don't you share with everybody how you see that as an opportunity? For what? In terms of, like, your, you know, Wolf's message, an opportunity to, to love, um, you know, to recognize, as, you know, the guides said, the, you know, the innate perfection in everyone. Um, and maybe not having an expectation that everybody's behavior is the same, you know, that we don't, we don't have this one um, demand for behavior in a society. Um, so I think that that's part of it, but I also know that sometimes children are aggressive and, um, you know, there are just behaviors that are unacceptable and difficult for them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I just, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to look at what's the higher lesson and what's the higher way. Um, I was, I was a teacher, so I dealt with a lot of kids like that. And now my niece's son has been diagnosed and I also don't like the labels, but yeah. you know, that's kind of the way it is right now. So, 
And when you said the word to love, oh, boy, I hear ding, 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 because if we can remember to always bring that into the situation, no matter what, that in itself is one of the main ingredients to the holistic approach, to not be filled with fear the moment we have a diagnosis. We get tunnel vision with any diagnosis, and that becomes a problem Mm -hmm. rather than focusing on what is the underlying essence that's already here and that's love and how much can bringing that into the equation open us up to other responses and but you're absolutely right not to ignore unacceptable behavior at all yeah good all right well thank you for that question and and, yeah i'm sorry i just said i hope i get to see you know progress in that area in my lifetime improvement and um, so children have better lives and don't feel labeled and, you know, made to feel bad for who they are. Um, yeah, I just want to see that. So and if I can be a part of it in some way, I'd love to do that. Indeed. And I can feel already just from your desire to help with love. People have no idea how helpful that is. You're going to add that element to that, whereas the parents might be feeling some fear. And you can stand back and be one of those who just holds sacred space and sends surrounds the whole thing with love so i know i'm just asking everybody who's listening and tuning in right now to just open your hearts and know that all of us because we're all connected at that love level can send that love Kristen's way and through that connection onward to her niece and then to all of those we know who also are facing challenges like that so thank you for giving us that opportunity to learn how powerful we are thank you so much you're welcome. Take care and thanks for calling. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye-bye. So if you're just joining us, this is the Messages of Hope. I'm Suzanne Giesman. I am able to communicate with those at higher levels of consciousness, those who have passed, our guides. But all of us are able to do this. I just happen to have discovered that ability and then decided, let's see how far we can go with that. And through commitment to the process have opened it up pretty beautifully. Uh, The best part is just for myself, I can find peace instantly. And if I can help all of you to find that too, by remembering that we are the expression of love, the expression of consciousness. These are substitute words for God. We're that the expression of this pure being. When we remember that we have a place to go to a state of awareness to dissolve into when the drama gets to be too much. So it's calling in Thursday, first Thursday of the month episode. And Cindy, you've been waiting on the line. I see you're calling from Alberta, Canada. How cool is that? I am putting your name, Cindy, on one of my little sheets of paper for a drawing at the end of the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thanks, Suzanne, and thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. I was just thinking the other day, I need to come either to Alberta or Vancouver next summer to, to teach my class. I've been getting I a bunch of people asking me that. to come back to Canada. <laughs> now, so, my question, what, what Suzanne, brings you? I'm not sure. I was um, reading your channeling of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that that you posted and and there's something that's bothering me and it probably has to do more with my upbringing and and Christian faith and whatnot but um, 
I mean, that I was brought up with, not that, that I have now. And I'm not sure if this question is appropriate or not. But um, in the Bible, it says Jesus had to die to save us. And I just struggle with that because if we are all this energy and these beings, why was that necessary or is that even true? You know, Cindy, when people come to a psychic, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would say higher than 95% of the people who ask questions of psychics already know the answer because their soul is speaking through their humanness. Their heart is telling them what to believe. And I can just feel in your answer that you already know the answer to that question, that that no human had to die so that we could be saved because the main message from Jesus was not only I and the Father are one, but all of us are the children of God. Now, yeah. this may raise some problems with people listening, but this is the beauty of consciousness. It gets to express through all of us. So we're all allowed our our own belief systems and our own views, but the teaching that has come through is to say that there are various ways of interpreting that, but we're the way that Jesus saved us is by showing us that we are expressions of love, that we all are connected to the source. So if his presence here on earth helped us in that way to see who we are, then that's beautiful. But we have that already within us. That's the understanding that I have. My, The feeling that I get from you is when you say, I struggle with this, it's because you're ego, your human thinking mind is having a tug of war with the heart, which is connected to the soul. How does that feel? Yes. Yes. Because my heart believes that, you know, that, that, that didn't happen, that, that, that I'm already connected. I always was connected. And, um, yeah, so you, you kind of, um, what you said resonates with me for sure. And, and we can only speak from our own experience. Well, certainly we can talk about what other people have told us, and that's where we get in trouble. When somebody teaches us mm -hmm. something and we haven't had that experience yet, then we get into human ego mode and we get fearful. Well, what will people think if I don't go along with the crowd? Now, here I am on a radio show saying things that I could get backlash for, but I'm only saying what I know from experience from feeling from being in that state of pure union with the source. It is bliss beyond anything that anybody ever taught me here. That comes from personal experience. So what I simply encourage others to do is ask, am I believing something somebody told me or am I listening to my heart? I would like to have the personal experience of my connection with source. If I truly am a child of God or put another way, the pure expression and extension of love in a human body, I would like to feel that. You already know it. That's called claircognizance, clear knowing. And that's why you're not settling 
for just being told what to believe or what to think. So just keep pulling that thread in. And Cindy and everybody else who's listening, if you feel uncomfortable, if this makes you squirm, that's because there you're out of alignment with a message that's trying to come through your heart. How do you get into alignment? Take deep breaths, sit quietly, shift your focus from your human story and what you've been told to an expanded state and ask of God, who am I really? What do I need to know? Give me the experience of who I am. Ask that and ask it regularly because if we get stuck in one point of view and one position, then we're just not flowing. So squirming is good sometimes. (laughs) That is perfect. Thank you so much. Um, well, you're welcome. I, and, you know, when you first asked that question, I'm like, uh-oh, because that's the old ego coming on and saying, what will people think? And then I go, wait, it's never about us when people get angry at you, ever. It's their issues. That's their their body saying, their mind saying, pay attention here. There's something you need to sort out still. Where are you being rigid when you won't f- allow yourself to just flow and and explore different avenues from that neutral place of isn't this interesting so <laughs> i really like that <laughs> okay thank you so much for taking my question i really appreciate it and i love listening to you thank you so much it's a pleasure talking with you all righty okay. bye bye Bye-bye. Oh, you know, I see somebody else, a couple on the line here, but I did promise some people who couldn't be with us live that I would answer some questions. So I printed them out here. I'm going to take a call in here. Uh, Let me see. The question that was sent in, not a call in, a write-in. question was, when we reincarnate, are we born under the same astrological sign with pretty much the same personality traits and intelligence? Or do we experience very different personalities and intellects? So this is assuming that reincarnation is a very real thing. And I am going on my personal experience of talking to souls who have shown me some past lives with evidence that relates to their lives now and traits that they experience now. There is also an incredibly massive library of information from Dr. Ian Stevenson, who's interviewed thousands of children who very clearly remember their past lives and give evidence of those past lives. Anybody that follows my work knows that I walk this very nice balanced beam between the evidence that we can verify here in this physical life and the knowing that comes through the heart because we are both human and spirit for a while. So the answer, are we born under the same sign with the same personality traits and intelligence? The answer I'm hearing right now as I ask that is not necessarily. Always, and this is Sanaya helping me with this answer, always the soul will choose a body and soul group with which to incarnate so as to provide the greatest opportunity for learning, development, 
enjoyment and wholeness of that soul. I'm being shown a soul like a big round circle and a piece of a pie becomes one incarnation. And so it would truly benefit a soul to take on different astrological signs. Oh, that's cool. That's why they're showing me like 12 slices of a pie. Not that we have only 12 lives, but that there are 12 zodiac signs. I'm not even well-versed in this at all, but they're showing me this lovely visual of that because each zodiac sign provides different character traits and different interactions with the energetic body and the physical body. How interesting. When I start talking a little stilted like this, it's because I'm tuning in and kind of channeling on the spot the the insights they're giving me. But doesn't it make sense for you listening now that we would choose different signs, different personality traits for the opportunities? Yet at the same time, if we didn't learn a lesson from a previous previous incarnation, such as patience or forgiveness, that we would choose an environment that might include the zodiac sign, that might include uh, the same personality traits, that would allow us to work on that trait until we get it right. So what, what issue is it that you continue to struggle with or encounter, perhaps a more positive word, in this lifetime? Then we just say, isn't that interesting? And smile and say, okay, I don't wanna deal with this anymore. So how do you deal with it? Ask your guides. Just make that little shift in focus. I'm not only human. I'm also this soul that's fully aware. I came here to have these encounters, to learn this particular lesson, not for punishment. I I hear a parent's voice in the background. You're going to learn your lesson. Not that at all. It's more a case of how can my soul become more well-rounded by working on this aspect of my human side. And watch out what you ask for, though. If you're ready to really heal that aspect, to become whole and no longer have to deal with that, then you may get a really big lesson. (laughs) That's why I often ask in the morning, I pray, may my lessons be as painless as possible. And if you listened at the beginning of the show, that's why I said this morning, I become aware when I'm not in alignment with the true nature of each of us, which is love and peace and joy. The the feeling of anger that arose in me this morning at the restaurant was so out of character because I no longer react that way very often. Thank you, spirit, that I noticed it immediately and said, why am I out of alignment? What's the lesson here? And again, it was demanding that things go my way. So I think there's a lot of wisdom from the soul, has a lot to teach us. Looking forward to sharing more with uh, my team, Sanaya, and with all of you. We have uh, Emily, you're going to be next up when we come back after the break. Everybody else, feel free to call in 816 251 3555. We'll be back after a short break. Messages of 
This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world, welcoming the LGBTQ community today and every day. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Wisdom Moment with Eric Butterworth. How much time is enough time? Ever thought about that? How much time is enough time? Time is not a quantity. It cannot really be measured. Oh, you say, but it can. I have a watch, but the watch is synthetic. There's no way to really measure time because time is a depth. It's an allness. You may say, but I only have an hour. I only have a day. And so all you do is admit to yourself and to others that you've encased yourself in a shell. And this time frame will always frustrate your creative flow. And time for you will be a matter of the clock ticking on but it's only where you are in consciousness. So it's time to slow down, to look up, to get a sense of the eternal. And this basically is the purpose of prayer. To hear more talks from Eric Butterworth, visit truthunity.net. Experts say picking up a pen and paper and writing things down can have some amazing benefits. Spark some creativity by sketching, doodling, and writing down what you want in life with a set of Unity Inspiration Notepads. They come in three inspirational designs with themes of gratitude, intention setting, and visualization. These are great tools to keep on your desk and use every day. Just $12.99 for a set of three. Pick up yours today at unityonline.org shop. Congratulations to Unity Books for winning honors as Best Small Press from the Nautilus Book Awards. Two books published by Unity are also winners of the prestigious Nautilus. Stations of the Cosmic Christ by Matthew Fox won a gold medal. And Andrew Harvey's book, Turn Me to Gold, won silver. The Nautilus Award celebrates books supporting spiritual growth and positive social change. Find these award-winning books at unity.org shop or on Amazon in print or ebooks. Enroll in the Mystery School with Maggie Whitehouse every Monday at 2 p.m. Central. Based in the U.K., Maggie is a maverick priest, comedian, and writer that'll introduce you to all things mystical. Join in the conversation with some fascinating guests and explore topics like Kabbalah, the divine feminine, shamanism, and a lot more. Explore some new ideas and provocative topics, all delivered with a sense of humor. Check out our online schedule or get the podcast on demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. It's actually Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman and Sanaya, my team of helpers. Sanaya has told us that actually that team changes a lot and can just become source. All of us can talk directly to the one still 
voice of basically the Holy Spirit that speaks through all of us. When we need guidance, we are never alone. Emily, thank you for your patience. We're going to bring you online now. Hope you've enjoyed just sitting back listening while you're waiting. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I just wrote your name on a little slip of paper. You're now in the running for the drawing at the end. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. What brings you on to the show? Well, I am um, 26 and came to find your podcast after my brother passed away about a year and a half ago. Um, I work as a mental health counselor and um, am trained in EMDR, so I love hearing about that on your show. Um, from yeah. time to time. Cool. Um, and I've learned a lot. My question, I hope it makes sense, but um, a lot of times when I'm dealing with my own challenges or challenges of my clients, um, you know, I do take the approach that these challenges are for for us and ultimately for our benefit and for our soul's growth and for us to learn. Um, and that really resonates with me. But then sometimes I find myself thinking, why, what's the growth for? What are we evolving for? Um, ah. Is it to reach another layer or realm of heaven? Um, if it's going to be peace and perfection, um, what's it all for? <laughs> oh, that's that such a great question. And I'm really glad you asked it because it gives us a chance to let everybody else have one of those aha moments. What, what these challenges are for are to lead us back home with a capital H. And as I say that, I hope that a lot of you just feel this, this rough ruffle, this, this fluttering in your heart. That's the soul saying, and here it is right here within you. What these are for are to help us find our true nature, which is so much greater than the tiny, finite, limited aspect of consciousness that is experiencing life as the Emily story or the Suzanne story or the Jim story or the Mary story. That's that limited, finite point of view of life is the one that suffers. And when we suffer, happily, there's part of us that says, why is this happening? And when we can really go within to ask those questions, as you know, that's when we get answers that don't come from the human aspect. So what it's all for is to get us to realize I'm so much more than this story. So if I'm not this finite, limited story, then who and what am I? I am the light. And what does that mean? I am the pure expression of life itself for a while in this finite expression that has its ups and downs. But ultimately, at the ultimate level, I am the expression of this indivisible source of love and creativity, pure potential. Now, in between there, there's this aspect of us called a soul that incarnates for this body. So it's this journey of, of going backwards instead of focusing outward, falling back to our true nature. So sometimes we have to take a fall to discover 
that there's so much more than the story. Boy, I got going there for a while. But wow. Does that, does <laughs> that answer your that question? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I'm not yeah. sure if you have time. I just have one more quick one. Um, Wait, before you do, a, though, I just want to mm-hmm. encapsulate what I had my eyes closed. So I really was just letting Sanaya go with that one. But I want to encapsulate the whole spiritual path is shifting our identity from identifying with ourselves as an ego and a body to as spirit, our identity as spirit. For now, we're both, but many people don't realize that. And when you think you're only the body and the mind, that's when we suffer the most. So what's your second question? I love that. Um, My second question, um, my mom once went to a medium um, to connect with my brother, who just mentioned in passing something about, um, I guess, as soon as he was transitioning, that he felt the need to put the breath back in his body. Um, and so I was thinking about exit points and um, how we all have different exit points along our life that we choose, from what I understand. Um, so would it ever be the case that a soul is kind of forced to leave at one of these exit points without necessarily mm. wanting to? That's not how it works. <laughs> what a good question. And I definitely have to check with the team for that one. Team with a capital T. So let me shift. Oh, wow, taking my breath away with that one. There is never any forcing from spirit. All decisions are made at a soul level. When you use that word force, that that is immediately an indicator of human point of view. These are not right or wrong views. They're just simply showing you a limited view. So the soul always provides a choice to the human, but there is, let me see. I'm being corrected. Hang on. <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to have dead time on the air, right? But I'm, I want to make sure we get this right. The soul is always available for the human to make choices, but at times I'm being shown somebody that having a near-death experience and they've passed, they suddenly become aware of the presence of guides and the guides are showing them why things are unfolding as they are. So this is getting a little convoluted. The bottom line is there is never forcing. Ah, I'm being told there is awareness and instant understanding. The more the human side is clinging to the life, there may not be an instant acceptance Mm -hmm. but this is why guides greet those who pass to surround them with love there is absolutely a knowing that at some level all is well okay amazing thank you so much yes you're welcome thanks for calling cindy and you take care thank you all right well we have a bunch of callers on the line now i thank you so much let's take sandy how are you today Sandy, you're on the air, but I can't hear you. I can see you're on the air. Can you hear me? Oh, wait. Yeah, now I can hear you. There you are. Are you there? How are you doing today? I'm good. I just have a question. I've recently written a book, My Friendship with God, and was curious if you had any feedback um, or 
information on how I can put that out to the world or see what Spirit says about that book. I didn't hear the last sentence there. Uh, Or just what Spirit might have to say about that book. Okay. I get a thumbs up immediately, and I'm hearing that because it was written from the heart, it will connect with others through the heart, and just who needs to read it will receive healing from it. So what I'm being told is we always have to trust that when we do something from the heart, it's going to get into the right hands. Human side has visions of bestsellers, but we always trust I was just thinking about my book that I wrote about Alzheimer's this morning, that it didn't reach the massive numbers of people I hoped because it would heal. And yet at the same time, those that it did reach was just right. So the beautiful part about so many people being able to self-publish these days is that we have an opportunity to reach more people. The biggest advice I have for you is no matter how well you write, please find yourself an editor There's no substitution for somebody besides yourself reviewing what you've written because people who like to read may dismiss a book that speaks of being self-published. If you're going to go the self-published route, please get an editor. From there... It's already been published. It's already published. Okay. What was your initial question then? Well, just... You know, so it's only been out like a month and a half, two months. So I'm just trying to see what spirits had any direction for me and um, going forward. So what I'm hearing is to take advantage of social media and find groups of kindred spirits who would resonate with that and use technology to your greatest advantage in that way. Also, if you can find ways to speak to groups, no matter how small, book clubs, they have a ripple effect. If your book resonates with them, the word will get out that way. So the best guidance always is to sit and ask your own team, show me the best route. You've probably done that already based on the topic of your book, but just keep doing that and remain open. And what I'm hearing right now shouted very loud is think big but think from the heart okay okay thank you very much best wishes what is the name of the book again my conversations friendship with god my my friendship friendship with with god God. all right well just by coming on the show hopefully people will go look for that probably on amazon right correct thank you and and the best thing to do anytime we look at something on amazon a book is Tune into the heart and ask your own team, is this the next book for me? And you get a yes or no. That's how I love to buy books. Thanks so much for coming on, Sandy. That's been the feedback from anybody who's read it, is that it's from the heart. So everything you've said resonates. Great. All right. Many blessings. Thank Thank you. You You too. (laughs) Oh, all righty. I'm laughing because my screen just fluttered. And that's because Rudy, the sailing wiener dog, just pressed one of the keyboard buttons. So if if you drop if I drop the show, it's because the dachshund did it. My dog ate the homework. No, <laughs> my dog's messing with the computer. All right, let's bring Karen on the show. Hey, Karen, um, welcome. Yes, 
Can you hear me? <laughs> okay. I, I hear um, you just fine, and I wrote your name. I have to remember to do the drawing at the end. Hey, Louie, my engineer, don't forget to, if I if you don't hear me talk about the drawing with a minute to go, we got to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Karen, yeah, what brings it, you on the show? Well, you know how in this life we all probably have some difficult relationships and is it are those pre-planned for us or is that <laughs> is that taking it too deep is that are they pre-planned do you think oh or do you i love that I'm, you're making me laugh because i think it was in the first year of channeling sanaya somebody asked a question about do we come back with people who we do we reincarnate with some of the same people and that that would be our soul group and and i think it was my guide boris who came through and said yes you may be the the brother in one life or the sister in another life but right. what they said what what they said was it if somebody pushes your buttons in this life, you may come back and you get to push their buttons in another life. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, it, it's, uh, it's interesting, but really the truth, the bottom line is the people who push our buttons are our greatest teachers. Relationships exactly. are how we learn. I mean, this is why we exist at all because just imagine this field of, of energetic, this sea of consciousness that's pure potential and creativity and just says, I want to experience life. And how, you know, if there's, it gets a little lonely being the only one on the island, right? <laughs> we need yeah. relationships. And so when somebody pushes you, your buttons, that's a time to sit back and say, all right, well, who am I really? And why, why is this affecting me this way? It's such yeah, a healthy way yeah. to look at relationships. That that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I want to add the caveat to never, ever, ever. What'd she say? It dropped off. Huh? It dropped off. So I lost All her. All right. That's right. We, she's off the line, but I just was repeating. We never, never, never need to stand for abuse or stay in a relationship that's hurtful. But as far as pushing our buttons or making us uncomfortable, there's always a lot of learning there. All righty. Let's see. Thank we you. did take Sandy and Karen. So, Susan, I think you've been waiting for a while. I'm putting your name on one of my little drawing sheets here. Again, anybody okay, who calls in, I'm going to... I'm going to shuffle your names at the end and draw one for one of my online courses as a gift today. Susan, I can hear you. How are you doing? Okay. Oh, great. Well, I just quickly want to thank you. As I wrote to you last week, I really listened to shows and I took notes and I was prompted to ask my father and my brother for a sign, and after, yeah. especially after Dave Kane's Nick. And so this morning when I, when I got up, I noticed something strange on my keyboard and it was... A ro the rose petal that I keep by my brother's picture on my desk oh. here, and it, it had Roger moved it to underneath a sticky note. And in one way, I took that as being very playful. It's like, see what I'm doing here? And in another way, it was a, it was a sign of safety to me that it wouldn't blow off or get knocked off, and he wanted me to see it. And I just wanted to thank you so much for that prompting. And I'm thinking about just sharing that with our whole AWARE group to get other people people prompted to ask for signs. Oh my gosh. I love that you brought this up and it's so great to hear your voice. You know, Same here. this is the, yay. 
this is the most wonderful and wondrous way to live our lives, to to play with spirit, to ask our guides and our loved ones across the veil to send us these magical moments. They love when we ask. They love to cooperate. But most of all, they love when we notice that they've made that effort. So keep a note of these types of things. I'm telling all of you who are listening, not just Susan, to write down, I asked for this to happen and this happened in response. And then when you ever start to doubt that you're part of something so much greater, go back to this this list that just builds and builds and builds with the beautiful signs that we get from spirit. Just when our human side needs that little reminder that we're not alone. Susan. Yes. You still I'm there? Sorry. Yeah. Peter was doing so. something in the kitchen. Excuse me so much. <laughs> no worries. But I love that you you asked your brother specifically for a sign and that rose petal that belonged to him showed up on your keyboard. Some of you may be saying, well, how does that happen? You know, I don't know the actual mechanics of it. I just know that this world is not as solid as it appears, that ultimately everything is consciousness. And sometimes that veil just parts enough for us to say that was miraculous, but I know there's something more. It's wonderful, and thank you so much. It was great talking with you, and I'll get off so that someone else can ask a question. Okay, terrific. Thanks. Take care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. So I'm going to take another question from somebody who wrote in in advance who couldn't be here with us live, and they wrote, maybe you would consider asking Sanaya sometime about what happens to souls who have no loved ones left on Earth. Or people who just don't have physical people to share love with. Now, I'm not quite sure what they're getting about getting at there. What happens to souls who have no loved ones left on earth? Well, no soul is ever left alone. And, you know, as I asked that, the, oh, my gosh, big lip twitch with that one from the guides. <laughs> the answer is you have seven billion loved ones here on earth. This is the path we're on to find out that all of us are expressions of the same source. And if we believe that the only ones who are here to love us are those who are part of our family or immediate circle, then we're cutting ourselves off from these opportunities. People who don't have physical people to share love with, well, we need to just be that which we are, which is love. Send out love and watch what you attract. I'm not talking about conditional human love. I'm talking about just knowing I am the light. When you radiate that, people will turn their heads and say, I want what they have. Just watch what a difference it makes. Instead of radiating neediness or aloneness, walk about with this inner confidence I heard this story once about Marilyn Monroe, that she was walking down the street with her agent. And he said, I don't understand this. Everybody's ignoring you. Don't they realize who's walking down the street? And she said, that's because I'm Norma Jean right now. And he said, what do you mean? And she said, you want to see Marilyn Monroe? And he said, okay. And she didn't change anything other than what she was radiating. And all of a sudden, people are turning their heads and rushing up for autographs. Oh, my God, it's Marilyn Monroe. 
you see, that's like a metaphor for me of we can radiate separation, loneliness, unworthiness, inferiority, all of those human ego things. That's ego's ploy to keep us feeling separate. Or we can just shift into that heart space right there that's always been there. Your whole reason for incarnating is to remember that, to bring home here now and say, I know who I am. And just with that shift of knowingness, radiate, I am love, I am light, and I see that in you for no other reason than that that's why you're here, not to get anything, not to win anything. That's what ego does. Just try that sometime. Shift from Norma Jean to Marilyn Monroe. That's a metaphor. You don't have to change personality. Change the light that you're shining from having it under that little bushel to lifting that bushel off and just shining I'm telling you, you do that and you will realize that you are surrounded by loved ones here on earth. When we shed these physical bodies, we'll look around and say, I knew you all along, all of you. We just forgot because these costumes disguised us. All righty. We have how much more time here? Four minutes. I have time for one more caller. If somebody wants to call in at the last minute, one last try. For the drawing, 816-251-3555. Louie, I see several people on the line, but I think that we have already spoken with them. So one more caller, but meanwhile, I have one other written-in question. I have somebody that wrote in, I've heard it many times said, we create our reality by our thoughts and intentions. I'm worried that I can create a negative experience or outcome with my thoughts. I lost my middle son in 2014. My oldest son has just decided to enlist in the army this fall. I come from a long line of veterans. I'm worried I might lose another child. I, if I think he might die, will I create that in my life? At a human level, I already know the answer is no, but I want to shift higher and get the answer straight from Sanaya. And what I see immediately is that each soul comes here for its own path, that the path is fairly written. It's our choices that determine exactly how it unfolds, but our exit points and our manner of passing to a certain degree are determined, and another's thoughts will not influence that. Our thoughts influence how we experience this life. Think big, and you will experience big things in a positive way. Think small, think less than loving thoughts, and I'm being told that fearful thoughts are less than loving for they keep us in a state of separation. If you do this, you're simply limiting the soul's opportunity to shine, but not bringing death into your life. Please know that absolutely. Okay, and I want to honor Daryl, who called in in response to my request for one more caller. Daryl, you're on the air with just two minutes. Talk quickly. I I can't even believe it. I, I'm so unprepared. I don't even really have a question other than I love you. And my, <laughs> I, I do have, um, I don't even know what to ask. I have a father 
that is my everything that passed away 10 years ago and a brother who just passed away on Thanksgiving who also was everything. And I try and stay in touch with them all the time. But, you know, of course, I always second guess myself. So uh, I don't, you know, if there's anything you can give me about clarity on that. All I can tell you is you have this most beautiful heart. And as you're speaking, I'm seeing a yo-yo. And that's just a real quick image that popped in my head. And I want to honor that. There may be a memory with your brother or your father with a yo-yo. But in the meantime, as we have less than one minute to go here, uh, does that have any memory? My brother called me Yoda. And to this day, he he donned me with the, the Facebook uh, character of Yoda and I've never changed it. It's my profile picture is Yoda. And that I bet you is what it means. Well, I'm going to, if that means something to you, I'm going to, I see big Valentine's hearts all around or maybe also be a February birthday, February connection here, but love, love, love from their app. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. So know that they probably are the ones that nudged you to call in and a big thumbs up just to know that, you know, your light is so bright, they can't not see you shining. I can oh, feel it, and I know everybody you. else can. So thank you for oh, calling in and just getting that little wink from across the veil that everybody's doing just fine, and you know you don't have to be sad for them. Okay? All right, everybody. Thank you for calling. I have all those sheets of those who have called me in front. I'm shuffling them upside down. My eyes are closed. I'm pulling one. And the winner is Karen. So Karen, send an email to info at SuzanneGiesman.com and tell me which of the three courses you would like. Everybody else, come back next week. We have an awesome guest who's going to talk about his near-death experiences and what he learned from those. I love you all. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.